Mame. Mame. Say hi to your mother for me, okay? Yeah, how do your mother for me, all right? Mark Wahlberg. Oh, you think that Dobby? Mark Wahlberg. Is your mother all right? <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me, okay? All right. Make sure she don't get eaten by zombies, all right? I'm Mark Wahlberg. What about the Mark Wahlberg from Boogie Nights, though? The one that hates his mom. He probably, like, hates all moms. He's going to talk to a penis <laughs> and say, say hi to your dick for me, okay? <laughs> say hi to your dick for me, okay? Yeah, he's just going to use that <laughs> giant dung to kill every man. Headshot. <laughs> the, zombie, the zombie's jaw would stop working trying to eat his dick. He would get tired. Like, exactly. there are no brains here. Yeah. No brains. <laughs> um, he could just jam it through the zombie's head, you know, like... yeah. Kid with the screwdriver. Yeah. You got a big but knife. But then, but <laughs> you that's big why you're dead, asshole. Ass, ass, ass wipe. Dead ass wipe. Yeah. <laughs> but what? The zombie's gonna take Mark Wahlberg's giant dong out and then, you know, grin with its braces on, just being like, uh uh uh. Uh uh uh. I'm not gonna do that. Nobody's gonna get stress apart. Nobody could, nobody gonna get in the way of Mark Wahlberg's daily routine, okay? Yeah. Nobody <laughs> don't know. He's gonna get up at five. You're going to pray for several hours. You're going to work out. You're going to spend half an hour with his family. And then you're going to do what Mark Wahlberg does, you know? Talk to farm animals. Brain in zombies. Talk to farm animals. <laughs> with this big Braining dog. Zombies. More brains, uh, man. That's what they want. Brains. brains. More brains. And, and men famously brains. think with their nether regions. So they're, they're, yeah. they're on the right track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this has yeah. gone off the rails. Sorry to Jeremy Renner. Not sorry. Who would win in a fight between Jeremy Renner and Mark Wahlberg? That's that's the real question. Mark Wahlberg did kill a guy, right? No, probably. Holy Mark shit! <laughs> Jesus. Didn't he kill Whatever a guy? happened wasn't to the like funky bunch? A, wasn't he like an an accessory to like a hate crime? Didn't he blind Fuck. someone? Jesus. It's a, there's something. There's some dirty laundry there. <laughs> oh my it's god. It's not bad. It's like it might. It's like Matthew Broderick, you know. Where's the E! True Hollywood okay. story about this? That's what I want. Halfway through Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah, just right in the middle. Of yeah. Once we ultimately get to Transformers, those, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll uncover Dude, some Transformer dirt. zombies would be fucking awesome. Sorry. Why aren't there um, any zombie robots? I mean, it doesn't make sense, but, you know. Does not make sense. They try yeah. in the next film. They are. They're in <laughs> they a, do. They're in part three. Yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of like ignoring... A whole movie right now. Yeah. What well, happened? We can't ignore, you know, what we're in now. So welcome to Franchise. Presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, the podcast where each season we go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises or small. One film at a time as we try to, you know, figure out what makes a franchise good. Basically, like the first three episodes of this podcast in this season. What makes a franchise bad? Basically, like the next two episodes. And what makes a franchise work? Not doing sequels to films that are like okay at best. This is your host, Jonathan Foster. I am here each and every week with my annoying piece of shit little adolescent zombie boy, Phil. (laughs) How's it going, Phil? You're not annoying, Uh, Phil. But you know, it's like. (laughs) There's annoying full kids Wahlberg in this film. There. So many annoying kids in yeah, this film. Went full Wahlberg. I'm sorry. Full Wahlberg. I'm sorry. How's there it going? Wahlbergers. I, I didn't realize that. This, not not to bring it up again, but this is, you know, Ghostbusters again. It's like, why was your solution to make this a kid movie? <laughs> when, <laughs> these, these were never kid movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not what I needed. A little zombie, Home Alone feral, too, lost, in lost apocalypse. boy. 
Yeah. He literally it's... looked like a kid from Hook, but, you know, dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, got the, he got the Peter Pan hair, <laughs> but just the braid. Yeah, but he dead. He touched a dick. You're just waiting for him to die. Such a dick. And he barely died, you know? Yeah, I... I mean, you know, again, we're talking about these zombies that just won't die. But um, I, yeah. I was kind of disappointed he didn't keep the slick back hair, you know, when he turns into a zombie. Yeah, that was the coolest. Yeah, he like sweated it out from his zombie fever. Yeah, I guess so. Just sweated out all the gel that he had in his hair. Because you need to get back. to the brains easier. I guess that was the logic. Uh, fair enough. You should you know I mean? should have kept it flicked back until he got electrocuted and that's when the hair should have gone. <laughs> that would have saved him, no? That would that would have made it worse. That would have saved the movie. I don't even that know how this shit works. Would have saved the movie. Um, oh yeah, shit. We're also here with... I have a whole uh, thing about it. <laughs> we're also here with our <laughs> co-host extraordinaire. Sorry. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you forgot. So no, it's Ariane. That's <laughs> my daughter. What's up, Ariane? <laughs> hey, Dad. Hi, I, Phil. I, I'm sorry, I did forget because it was because Phil just went off on a rampage about this stupid little kid in this film. Which is there's numerous stupid little kids. I wasn't a rampage. You you were pretty hot. It's a little too yeah. Wahlberg oh. for a rampage. Um, <laughs> pretty hot. I'll get there. Yeah, I'm trying to save it. Well, yeah. you, you guys doing okay this week? Are you ready for uh, the bullshit that's ahead of us? Barely. Yeah. I was I was expecting <laughs> Hanging actually, on by like, a thread. Yeah, I was actually expecting Phil to be like yeah. really, really, you know, at his wit's end um, when we hit record today. I, I'm actually surprised by how kind of almost chipper he is. Like, <laughs> like I, was, I thought <laughs> Who this are you was and what have you done with him. Phil? I'm I thought trying. this shit was going to break him. <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm steamrolling. I'm just ignoring these movies. <laughs> yeah, just, just get ahead. Just get past these names. They do not exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to get through. I just want to get to Land of the Dead. And then after that, I don't know. You may lose me again. Yeah. Well, hey guys, we got the first ever uh, user feedback on Franchised. Ooh. User feedback. Yeah, so our good pal Will Dunn, longtime friend of the Potrell Cinecast, he's a Patreon subscriber. Will! Will. Hi, Will. He said, uh, hey, everyone, just finished listening to your Day of the Dead episode, Chef's Kiss, and just wanted to say what an amazing job you're doing with this series. It's nice to hear the third film in George A. Romero's Dead trilogy spoken so fondly of after such a long time of being considered the weakest entry. Anyway, once again, you're all doing an amazing job, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts on Return of the Living Dead. Well, Will, that episode just went out, but hey, we're here recording now these fucking sequels, and uh, thanks so much. (laughs) I don't know if we're going to enjoy the next two episodes, but hopefully we enjoyed the first one well enough. No. Yeah, I think we got spoiled. After Day of the Dead, I was like, yeah. it's never going to get better than this. It's not. No. It's just nobody had anything else to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just not going to happen. I don't know. It's just... True. We've really just like... Yeah. I mean, we were kind of saying on the last last week's episode where we were just like, yeah, we kind of hit... Uh, we definitely just spoiled. We hit like the peak and now it's just all downhill from there. Like Ari equated it to basically being the fate of the furious of 
Yeah, this is of our the season. And I think this is this episode in particular. I don't know, man. We'll we'll find out about next week. But but then F come back. Yeah. F9. Oh, they yeah. did. Yeah, F they ba- to me they bounced back, but you know, they had like mm. lulls. They had, mm. you know. Yeah. Um I think yeah. Tokyo Drift is in fashion again. Yeah, this did not bounce back. This Definitely. this bounced this this home alone itself before <laughs> I think home alone was a thing, no? Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it not bounced back. It's just bouncing down the stairs. <laughs> there's no more momentum. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's never like, ending. Yeah, it, there's yeah. nothing. It's just it's just gravity taking <laughs> course. Yeah. Well, fuck it. Let's get into it. All right, guys. This has an astonishing zero percent, zero percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, it's not I, that astonishing. I saw and I'll say it now. It's a bit harsh. Yeah, it's a bit harsh. It's a bit harsh. It's a bit, it's really, it's not, honestly. Yeah, I've seen harsh. worse not movies. That much, it's not that much worse than the last one. Yeah. I think it's better than you know, the last one. It, it is, but. <laughs> well, let's wait, guys. <laughs> oh, we're going to get into it. Yeah. Zero percent. Yeah, zero percent around tomatoes. These zombies were well choreographed. Hold your hot takes. Walter Goodman of New York Times said, has nothing to do with George A. Romero's 1968 cult favorite, Night of the Living Dead. So true. Okay, it's yeah, a fucking true. sequel to like a film <laughs> and, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, neither did the last one. Oh, God, New York Times, fuck off. All right, Matt Brunson of Film Frenzy said, the derivative sequel lacks the potency of its predecessor, which clearly possessed more brains. Sarah Michelle Fetters of moviefreak.com said, it's hard to imagine even diehard genre fans who adore the original have much uh, that's all that positive to say about this unfortunate misfire. <laughs> oh man, I didn't think this was going to happen, but I, I had to put it back in, guys. I'm sorry. Mark R. Leaper of rec.arts.movies.reviews. I'm, I'm really it, it sounds like I'm reaching for reviews here but I kind of am because very few people reviewed this shit there's not much <laughs> and that's yeah. why it's got a 0% of Rotten Tomatoes because there's like we're three of like 10 people yeah yeah very few top critics reviewed it and no one gave it a fresh review <laughs> this is kind of stale this guy said yeah. uh, an, an occasional clever joke but in general a degradation of this branch of the series. Yep. Time out said not even a nuclear mm-hmm. explosion, it seems, can prevent a sequel to a tongue-in-cheek zombie pick. Unlike O'Bannon's film, this is merely repetitive and dull. The tedium relieved only by the graphic brain eating and Philip Brun's deliciously over-the-top performance as the mad Dr. Mendel. Variety also gave a lot of uh-huh. praise to Phil Bruns. They said the only saving grace in a totally misguided effort is the performance of the character actor Phil Bruns, who is quite funny as this slightly off the wall doctor. And our boy, rounding it out, Felix Vasquez Jr. of Cinema Craze said, If you're going to force loved it. a sequel on us, you could at least get creative rather than just cribbing from Dan O'Bannon's original script. <laughs> he didn't like it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's get to it. That's what you dead ass wife. No brains and a big mouth. 
We've moved past our first brilliant trilogy of Romero's dead films and even seen a couple of fun side missions with Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead and Edgar Wright's London-based love letter to Romero's classics in Shaun of the Dead. Last week, we began our second trilogy of season two with the silly yet promising start with Dan O'Bannon's Return of the Living Dead, ushering in the fast-moving, smart, and talking zombies that were completely indestructible. The only way out was a nuclear bomb, but even that (laughs) seemed insufficient. Now the 245 Trioxin barrels are back to wreak more havoc. Yet we say goodbye to the punk rock, the tits, the actual scares and the actual comedy for a monster squad sort of Goonies ripoff or something. I don't know. In what film, Phil? Oh, shit. (laughs) Return of the Living Dead Part (laughs) 2. Or did you just two? <laughs> I think it's just two. two. It's a big old number it's part two. two. Oh, it's part two? It, and then okay. it's just three for the next one. Okay. Why not? Let's just make it It's confusing. like a Rambo movie. Yeah. Like pick one. First Blood Part 1. First Blood Part Tar-Man. 2. Tar Man. Yeah, Part 1. Part First Rambo. Blood Part yeah. Rambo. Tar Man. It should have been called. Yeah. That's what they should have done. They should have made a Tar Man yeah. movie. It would have been. Tar Man Begins. Tarman begins. Tarman Tar Origins. Uh, Tarman Origins Wolverine. The Tar Knight. Yeah, the Tar Man Rises. Yeah, Tar Man Apocalypse. Not this um, again. Tar Man Reborn. Yeah. Tar Man Forever. Tar Man Endgame. Tar Man and Robin. <laughs> Tar Man Infinity War. A deadly experiment. A freak accident. A secret that will be carried to the grave as the horror classic is reborn. Return of the Living Dead, Part 2. Jesse will be the first to know. Billy will be the first to go. We've got to get out of here. Get to a phone. Seven of the Living. Against an army of the dead, starved for life. safe to be dead after the zombie outbreak in louisville a military truck is transporting drums of the dangerous 245 trioxin gas when one breaks loose and falls into a river without the pot smoking driver noticing it's discovered the next morning by a couple of kids who dim-wittedly pop it open unwittingly reanimating all the corpses buried in the local cemetery. The smartest, yet most annoying kid of the bunch 
Jesse, played by Michael Kenworthy, narrowly escapes rounding up his sister Lucy, Marsha Dietlin, and visiting cable guy Tom, Joint Peaks, Dana Ashbrook. That was a surprise. Before <laughs> attempting to find help, they hook up with two ill grave robbers, Ed and Joey, played by Return of the Living Dead's James Karen and Tom Matthews, in new roles, yet once again getting ill from breathing in the trioxin gas. So basically, they're playing the same characters. Joey's yep. high strung girlfriend, yeah. Brenda, who just screams every single just line. Dana. In this entire fucking film, she's even more annoying than Tina somehow, played by Suzanne Snyder. And her only saving grace is that she actually seems like she's a very sweet person when I was looking at some interviews. But my God, holy shit, she's annoying in this film. And a huckster doctor, played by Phil Bruns, as they discover the town's already been evacuated and that they're on their own against the zombie horde. It's the 1988. (laughs) Comedy horror sequel written and directed by Ken Widernhorn. Hot takes out the gate. Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Ariane, you take it. Hot takes. Damn. Hot takes. I Okay, I don't think that kid was annoying. I think so Jesse was fine. He's so annoying. Uh, probably, oh because, God, probably because I was annoying as a kid. And I think that like I would handle crisis situations similarly. Are. That's just how kids are. Kids are annoying, but like I think this kid was smarter than most adults because <laughs> most adults were screaming and getting sick. Yeah, he was. He wore a fucking mask to go back to see that drum, and I was like, "You're yeah. ahead of your time, buddy." But also, the gas is gonna yeah. get you. But also, he was looking at a comic book, and he like this. It was so yeah. confusing. Like, what? Why? What? Yeah, like the comic book <laughs> in the tunnel. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. okay. What a coincidence. This cover has a tunnel. Yeah, it helps him figure it out. Great. Awesome. I love movies. Um, <laughs> the, the bullies were hilarious. My mom was abhorred when she saw the kid, um, the bully kid with the braces lock, that that Jesse kid in the in the tombs. My mom was like, oh, what? That was really um, I'm like, up. yeah, he's a mean kid, mom. <laughs> like that kid is dead. It's not just like you're playing crank. Yeah, that kid is That's start. like you're killing him. Yeah, you, yeah, you're killing. You're gonna him. die. You're gonna die. But they, they seemed die. okay yeah. with that. They were like both kind of like, all right, yeah, like we're gonna, you know, he's gonna die in there. Well, if he died, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all die eventually, you know. <laughs> you don't tell. <laughs> this film was just smooth brain. Yeah, don't tell. You told. You, you told. told. That's why you're gonna die. You told. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, you have a big mouth. That's why you're gonna. Die. That's why you're dead, asswipe. Um, that kid's so sassy. Uh, best line. What else? There was a line that really. Man, I forgot. I should have written these down. There's so many insane lines. Oh, the girlfriend, um, the one that's always screaming. She said, "Cause I'm not into dead guys." That's like my favorite part <laughs> yeah. of the whole movie. Um, because she's a lot. Um, compared to Tina, the previous you know incarnation of that guy's girlfriend, she was very much like holding her ground as opposed to being like, "Oh, I just want to, man, I love you." And she yeah. was like, "Leave yeah. me alone." She You're punched the in the face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She does, um, and yeah, it's just stupid. Um, and it was a children's <laughs> film, and that's why I yeah. think I like enjoyed it more because there was an ending where like they all died. 
And you're like, oh, you can defeat them by electrocuting them all. And I tried to science it in my brain, being like it has something to do with like all the electromagnetic like magnetic pulses between the neurons, but then the brains yeah, are dead, so how are they doing that? Overthinking overriding it. them. Yeah. Overriding them, exactly. And then the guy in the thriller shoulder pads show up and you're like, Oh, this is yeah, they're just, you know. It's the eighties mean. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they're just so trying to. It's yeah. 1988. Yeah, it's 1988, man. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know about the the what's gonna come. We don't know about the 911s and stuff. Um, We're so innocent. We care so about workout videos yeah. and leg warmers. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. It's again like Neither it has videos. nothing to say zombie wise, but you know the zombies all have silly accents and they they get locked in rooms and. <laughs> um, get that was it get that screwdriver out of my fucking head or something and i'm like you're awesome that guy was great yeah. <laughs> awesome yeah and yeah. the guy who answered the radio yeah come back to the um come back hospital. to the hospital <laughs> harry truman <laughs> who's the president harry truman <laughs> that was funny yeah. i forgot about that <laughs> that was so oh, funny man. there that are some funny. gags it was to me it's entertaining and like we were saying i don't remember which episode but we were kind of like yeah, horror films don't always have to say something. It'd be nice if they said something, but they got they could also be dumb. And there weren't really many scares here, and it was more like I what I really enjoyed though was like the kills started getting more. I think like you can see it start to modernize to what we know now, and I really really like seeing that mm. progression. Like when they start ripping the heads off, and you see the scalps. I was kind of like, and the blood is proper red now. None of the zombies are super, super yeah. gray. They all look like they just came off a shift on Wall Street, however. Um, <laughs> coked out of their minds walking like that. Yeah, but, um, they were all wearing yeah. suits. And the only thing, I was like, why do they all have suits on? And then I was like, oh, well, I guess the they were all coming funeral. from the, the graveyard. So I guess they were yeah. in suits. But coming from work. I was going to ask this yeah. to you guys. like, like, <laughs> If you were a zombie in a grave, like, what would you be dressed in? Not a suit, like, what's, like, if it was, like, you're, they had to bury you in what you were wearing. Um, they didn't have to change you. Like, um, what would you like, be wearing? Probably what I'm wearing right now. Oh, I don't get to choose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just. It's like a hoodie and sweat. Yeah, just some oh, yeah, jeans, yeah. t-shirts, probably a pair yeah. of pants, and, like, yeah, yeah, some fucking overshirt, like a blue denim overshirt. Yeah. Definitely. Me. I'm gonna come out from the like grave looking outfit. like um, Connor for real. A Santa outfit, yeah. yeah Connor for real. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. It's Connor. Exactly. You'd are you'd be wearing the Harry style sweater. I would be wearing the Harry style sweater that I knitted and um, really yeah. high socks. Yeah, that's what I'd be wearing. Anyway, yeah, those are my takes. Caps I mean, I had fun. I had so much fun mm. because I watched it with like my parents and they were like, this is so stupid. <laughs> and I enjoyed their commentary. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's like a, you know, when you're like doing a test and you know, you're going to get a C like, yeah. that's what this feels like. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, what you get, you get into, I didn't study for this. So exactly. I know what I'm going to get. Yeah, exactly. What about yeah. you, Phil? Yeah. Um, I feel like I saw this movie already, you know? Like I've that was my main takeaway. Yeah. Just like we did, we did it all. Yeah, it was last week. <laughs> it was like I think of my main, that's my main problem with the movie. I think because I didn't think it was that bad. Actually, mm. I didn't think it was that much worse than the first one. Done to zero percent. Yeah. Um, but my main problem with that it was a complete, you know, the rehash, and that was part of the joke. Like I like that pit where I'm getting the, Tom, Tom yeah. Matthew. 
was where like, he, they were heating the car and he's like, just the feeling like we, we've done this yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm in it's a like dream. a bad dream. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Bringing those two back was great. I wish they did something else, but yeah. they were the strongest actors from the last one. So I thought that was fun. Yeah, and the fact that they turned it into a kid movie, it's like, like I said last week, like, you know, a pet peeve of mine in movies where they yell all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was last week. And another pet peeve I have is when kids save the day. Um, and that was this movie. <laughs> kids shouldn't so be saving the day. I had day. two in one. Yeah. That's I why I was sitting there thinking, the like, day. oh my God, Phil's going to fucking hate this. <laughs> it's nothing I but I fucking love Spike Kids. Yeah, Phil. Know. Do you not like Spy Kids? Yeah, I do. I love Spy Kids. Yeah, that's fucking kid, You know, it's like, that's like an action movie for kids. That's like yeah. way better than yeah. you had any right to be. This is like kids coming into an adult setting. And somehow being the smartest ones in the room. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it feels very monster quite. I didn't actually mind Jesse at all. Um, I thought he'd way better than that bully kid that yeah. like I said before, Jimmy Hopkins from the PS2 game bully. <laughs> um the kid from Ant Bully. But Jesse was um, right, he had some fun he made me laugh, like when he grabbed the sister and he's like, Do you want to die? Yeah. <laughs> like we need to get the fuck out of here. I really like that. Um it was just yeah, it lost it lost a lot here. It lost the scares. It lost mm. any purpose. It was it was funny and it was stupid and it was silly. Um, and it played more like a kid movie. But like the effects are a bit cheaper, and the plot something we've seen before, and they seem to break some of the rules. Like the zombies not you know running anymore, and they don't feel like indestructible. They introduced yeah. the electricity, which. Yeah. I don't mind because it's something different, but it, it's confusing purely. Yeah. I think the way I try to rationalize mm. it in my head, because I'm like, just purely for the horror genre, electricity is always like a life bringing thing. You know, electricity is what brings Frankenstein to life. So to use yeah. it to kill a zombie feels weird, feels backwards, doesn't feel natural. And then, yeah, it has this bullshit like happy ending on it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's got the guy from Twin Peaks in it, which is. <laughs> yeah. Fun. yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I'll give it that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's wearing a life preserver. It's weird. Oh my God. Purely like cashing in on any back to the future, like, you know, yeah, three years fashion. Later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three years later. Like, it was crazy. No, but um, I was going to say when you brought up like the electricity and, you know, Frankenstein brought to life, there was a whole storyline of it was like a second or maybe like two minutes maybe of like the exercise video coming on when, um, the guy from Twin Peaks yeah, was yeah. fighting was fighting the zombie, and all the zombies looked at the TV. I hate that they never revisited that or used that as like a tactic because all the TVs would have probably been down. But that would have been hilarious to see again. You know, they should like, have taken them to a cinema or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Grim yeah, just sit there, something. put on Taxi Driver, and then and- it would have been some sort of commentary. It tr- yeah. it touched on these things from the Romero movie. Yes, kind yeah. Of. Yeah. yeah, the idea that the zombies can learn and that they. I mean, these ones always had more personality. Like, the kid is still just the yeah. kid, the bully kid, but he's the zombie now. Yep. But it doesn't move forward with any of them. It's very happy to just sort of sit there and have it. Like, I feel like this film is summed up in two shots. One with a disembodied finger, like, flipped them oh, off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So that was, I was like, that's perfect. That should have been the poster. And the bit with the thriller guy. Because throughout the movie, I was like, this just feels like the thriller music video. Yeah, it's they like even about started it with that, like, of, with the, th- the main theme going, and then there was, like, in the graveyard, yeah. and it was like, doom, da, doom, da, doom, da, I was like, 
yeah. knew what they were doing. like, okay. They're going to do Michael Jackson. Like, you so know what you're doing. They will come out of the grave. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get smoked. Being <laughs> back into the ground. Yeah. 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 That was cool. It was just, yeah, maybe because I, I literally was the driver at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, yeah, he's you know, just I lit up. Lighting right up before, yeah. I lit up literally right before watching the movie. So maybe my guard was down. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is fine. This isn't that. I don't, I was like, this isn't that. It's not as good as the last one. Yeah. But I didn't particularly like the last one that much. No, yeah. It's worse than that, but still, it's stupid fun. If you like the last one, I think you would like this one. I think it's the same fucking movie. It's the same fucking movie. If you like, if you like Home Alone, if you like, you know, um, all these sort of mm. you know, films that became super popular in the '90s, where kids are the, the fucking heroes, fucking Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and shit. Like, if you like that stuff, this will be, you know, ahead of its time. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's right up. I think that's part of the problem because like I, I saw this when I was like younger, but like I said, I didn't really remember much. I remember it was a bit of a slog and like I must have been a little bit too old when I saw it to like really for it to. And also, yeah, it was boring and I just like <coughs> just don't remember it. So when I rewatched it now, I was just like, fuck, this movie sucks because it's just it's so boring. It, like it feels like it's such a boring film. None of the jokes hit. Uh, I feel like every character you don't care about anyone. Yeah, every character super annoying. Um, even the people they brought <laughs> back from the last film, they're just like poor versions of themselves the from the last yeah. film, but like written way worse, and they're just way more annoying. Like, and you could tell no one cares about the movie. Everyone just thinks it's like a piece of shit while they're making it, and. Um, you could just see it. Which it's just often, like the whole thing's yeah, just like, yeah. oh, like the only one that actually seems like he's giving anything is the main kid. But at the same time, he's like, he's just a little kid. And that like part, I think that's part of the problem. I think like people who love this film love it because they, I think they saw it when they were young. But I think if you watch it when you're yeah. older, it's going to be probably like any of those films you were, you're saying, Ari, with the exception of maybe some of them having a little bit more charm, like Home Alone or yeah, know. no, for but sure. But like, if you're if you're thinking of like Dream. the lesser ones that are like from the '90s or the '80s or something that are like, they're like okay, but they're just not that good. Like, they're not gonna stand up like to Duncan like a thirty. Yeah. Like you like yeah. it because you grew up with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Baby, yeah. stay out. So yeah, like if you're thirty going into it, you know, you're just it's not gonna be as good. It's not gonna hit like it did. But yeah, anyway, I yeah, I yeah. kind of hated this film. It it just it took everything about the last <laughs> film. I kind of hated it. Kind of fun. Like even I if just it kind of hated it, it. Even if like the last film was just you know, it's sort of mediocre, but at least it was silly. It it was funny at times. It had some genuine scares. This had nothing. Like the jokes were flat. The they took away the punk rock charm. Um, I mean, even like this, like, mm. you know, they have punk rock music, but yeah, I mean, barely, it's barely yeah. there. It's more so like just butt rock metal stuff, you know? And like, you know, and Pop it's, music. Just, it's just like, they, Crap they rock. take like, you know, they take away sort of like the sleaze and shit that sort of made the first one awkward, but kind of funny to like, just replacing it with mm. like a kid's movie. And it's just like, all right, what, why are we doing this? And then you just essentially tell the same story over again. And it's just fucking, I don't care about being in the graveyard anymore. And I like, you know, at least they try to get out into the city a bit more yeah. and stuff. But so it was at least we, they go to the hospital. Yeah. You're not in the same yeah. fucking places, but it's just like the fact that it all starts in a graveyard once again. And then they just barely like gloss over the fucking events from the first film. Yeah. I would have started with that. I would have yeah. made the, 
bomb going because that was the ending of the first yeah. one, the yeah. bomb going off, but actually it's spreading it. And this one is just a barrel falls off. A yeah, truck. and it, it's that's <laughs> kids fine. The Goonie style. That's fine. Um, like I'm, I'm fine if that's like what's what's happening with it. But it's just like you, you're like using all this time with these, you know, military guys again, and you even bring the same guy back. You know, the military guy back who's leading the oh, whole thing, yeah. and it's just like to create this whole military operation to evacuate this city, but you like don't really use them at all. It's like, it's so pointless. It's like the city's evacuated. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like, you didn't really explain any of that. And then like these characters are like, okay, oh, we're left. But what happens? Like, where did all these people go? Just a little bit of exposition of like people coming into the town saying, Hey, you need to get the fuck out of here would make this film a lot better. But it's just like they appear in the town and yeah. it's a ghost town. And it's like, what? And then you've got the whole plan at like the this, end. They exist in this like cul-de-sac. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, yeah. I kind of like uh, that it started at the cul-de-sac because I think it it's ends like Toy Story 3. It yeah, does. It, it ends like Toy Story 3. Like I this was... weird like development property. Yeah. You know, in the middle of nowhere. Like they moved for a job. Yeah. And that that can be freaky. Yeah. But no, like, I'm, I'm fine like with... Though, nobody lived I'm there. I'm fine with that location. It's just like... It's, it's just that you're left kind of like... There's it's just a lot of bad writing. And also at the end, with the whole plan at the end, <laughs> I... So I was struggling to stay awake during this because it was just like really bad and it was boring and I was like, oh my God. So I'm like sitting there like kind of like zoning out watching this shit unfold. And then I re I went back to rewatch the end from the point where Dana Ashbrook's character goes, All right, if they want brains, we're gonna give them brains. And he concocts this whole plan, but they never explain this plan. So it so makes make no sense. sense. So I was like, yeah, Did I just assume, zone out? Yeah. Because they're just throwing brains out of no, this truck. Don't. Okay, yeah. cool. They're leading the zombies to this. They found a meat packing yeah. place, first of all. Yeah. That was um, so weird. So, so weird. I'll, I'll give him that. Maybe he knows about it. Cool. So he's throwing the meat and stuff in there. The cable, they're leaving, leading all the zombies to this fucking like, power factory or whatever. I don't know. Like, you know, power plant. And they're going to yeah. electrocute him. But plant. like, when did that become the plan? Like, they never explain that and why he yeah. even thought that would work. It would make sense and if like, you accidentally yeah, shot when, a zombie earlier in the film. Yeah. To, like, go, oh, electrocution. So it's like, okay. Did that, did that happen earlier in the film? I'm trying I to don't remember. remember the, it. the TV thing. It's just the TV thing where I think he yeah, notices they that they the are drawn. They're drawn to electricity. None of them hit the TV. Like, they, yeah. they're all just, like watching it like they're doing fucking jenny craig these zombies but um yeah but no none of them get electrocuted so it's sort of yeah like, exactly what? none of them get electrocuted like how did he draw that conclusion yeah. to electrocute all these zombies also when they get to the plant they're just flipping these switches around willy-nilly like yeah. what are you doing like yeah. there's a child they here. leave it in the hand of a drunk yeah. yeah i mean if a kid that's what i mean that's what annoyed me it's like all these adults, they're all useless. The two teens are like stuck in the truck. The they're old making out. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and they're making out. They do whatever. Yeah. And the kid is driving the fucking truck. Is that it? Is that the he's switch? He's driving a truck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. He's like, he's, yeah. Like, what are the odds that he'd hit the right switch and like know how to figure out? This is Godzilla vs. Kong again. Yeah. Man. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, the kid save Godzilla and Kong. They defeat Mecha Godzilla by spilling wine over a computer console. And you're like, that's not not how it would work you know if a giant conglomerate company had you know had this plan yeah in action this is how we beat bezos guys children yeah it wouldn't be able to be 
foiled with one console going <laughs> yeah. down, you know? And like a power yeah. plant is not based around one switch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Phil, you said on like our Garden State episode on the Pod Charles Cinecast uh, last week or the week before or whatever, um, that you, you were like, because uh, we were talking about the whole Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing and we were talking about those sort of tropes and stuff and you were like, oh, I don't really like the use of those labels being thrown around like, you know, the Mary Sue's or whatever. But dude, that little kid, He's got a lot of that energy going he on. He can marry too. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he just knows where he everything can is. He, dream boy. He, he he doesn't like this that's is, machine gun. No Kelly. training. He drove. He uh, drives a truck. No MGK. problem. Yeah. <laughs> He's short as shit. So I don't know how he's yeah. reaching in any of the pedals. And I don't know. He's it's, a kid's next door operative. He's like a secret <laughs> agent that you know these <laughs> network of cartoon children. Yeah. yeah, awesome show. Yeah. Kid's smart um, man. He he's reading Spidey comics like I would. His fucking vocabulary. Kid. The fuck does he say in the beginning? Where you're like, oh my god, you know these words? How old are you? Eight? Yeah. Like he's very. Yeah, he's like, don't. Oh, it's. He said, oh, it's just this. Don't get. No need to get. Um, yeah, 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 yeah contorted about it yeah. something yeah, weird I was like, like that. why are Very you like hyper articulate right now yeah. like that's part of your character <laughs> well, apparently um, ken weidenhorn the director kind of got angry at him because he was like really unable to deliver a lot of lines particularly like i think he had like a monologue at one point that he was unable to remember yeah, he's a kid <laughs> and he just got angry at he's him. a child yeah, <laughs> yeah. give like him the, the harry but, truman you know, line <laughs> Yeah, who's Harry Truman? But in the end, the only people I really liked was the kid and mm. the doctor, the drunk doctor. Even and the doctor did nothing for me. I hated the doctor. So when he came on board, like, I was like, I "Oh, not doctor. this again!" Because it was just very much like it was a different movie. A different movie comes in. He just he doesn't give a shit. He's making fun of the whole thing. Yeah, let's put the Nazi fucking embalmer guy in this position. Okay, cool. It's like the same. And they offered that. For we the just need story. a bald guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it had the it had this weird airplane ending where like you know he'd walk <laughs> away and he'd ask in the kid if he knows all these drinks, and yeah. then he'd like, "Have you ever seen a grown man drunk?" <laughs> Which is a really dark yeah. thing to ask yeah. a kid, and it reminded me of Airplane, where he's like, you know, have you ever seen like grown men? Naked? I forget what it is. <laughs> Grown man wrestle? Yeah, what's going on? I forget what he asked the yeah. kid in airplane. Yeah, what yeah. is what is where, where is he taking this little kid? You know, where are their parents at? Yeah, her, yeah. Firstly, her <laughs> parents are just out for the night. Yeah, where are they? Where are they? Like zombies have taken are they zombies? over the town. They seem. Yeah, it just it felt like the threat wasn't there at all. Mm. Yeah, and that's at least something yeah. they got off. They got across really well in the last one. Was that the zombies were scary and indestructible, and they were indestructible in this one, like because like you know they hit him with the crowbar and it doesn't go doesn't really do anything. Yeah. They tear off their mouth, doesn't do anything. I don't know. They look kind of shit apart from like you know Tar Man. Obviously, still looks cool. And there was a few very specific effects that look good, but it yeah. looked like everybody was just wearing a shitty costume this time. They were. They were. I think if, they stepped up like they it, stepped you know? up the walking, but I think they weren't coordinated in the walking, which yeah. was which also was a huge letdown for the big crowds. Yeah. Um they fell down a lot. No, it, it's sort of like they don't have the same sort of what do you call it, like physicality as one like because I feel like with zombies you, you know you'd have the either you're fast or you're slow. Mm-hmm. And you would move in a certain mm-hmm. way, not uniformly, but sort of the way you'd expect all people to decay kind of the same way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this yeah. was like people are flailing around, people are to... falling over, people are like running and I don't know, doing lines while they're running. <laughs> yeah. 
not running lines. I mean, cocaine, but like it's, um, yeah, they were very like all over the place zombie wise, but I did really mm-hmm. like all the, um, freaking kills. Like all the, all the, when they eat people, I was like, this is kind of, yeah, I enjoy this part. It <laughs> yeah. looks decent Just now. Tearing yeah. into the head. Yeah. yeah, it looks decent now. The the blood doesn't look like paint. The blood looks like blood. You know. Um, Although when James Karen bites into someone's brains, which is pretty fucking graphic, when he pulls his head up, he looks like he's oh, just yeah. got like baked bean juice like on his face. It's yeah. really like. Ugh. <laughs> oh. There was this recurring thing that I actually liked again. That was interesting. That like a couple times when you saw the person getting their like brain beaten out. There was a moment of relief that came right after. Yeah, the 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 girlfriend she, really you know had that. I, mean? I was like, yeah. is this gonna is she gonna nut right now? Like it's November, girl. Don't like Yeah, I mean I was like I you looked, enjoying yeah, no, this? No, no. That was Ken Widenhorn's <laughs> was like, this decision. Was, it's yeah, he, Ken yeah. Widenhorn wanted he wanted her to make it seem like she like was basically just preparing herself for like sex, basically. Like when he goes in mm. to bite her head. It's very strange. Yeah. Again, foreshadowing. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. So with the success of 1985's Return of the Living Dead, it was no surprise that producer Tom Fox, who like I mentioned was just like this money man with no real fucking experience in, in making movies, uh, he would be interested in doing the sequel. So this time with TV production company Lorimar Productions uh, foot in the bill. So both producer Graham Henderson and production designer William Stout were asked to return from the first film, but both refused, with uh, William Stout going as far to say that they used any of his designs that he would sue. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't really understand because we still got like Tarman and I don't know, a lot of... Yeah, the Although, most iconic. I mean, Tarman was like kind of way different in this film, to be honest. It wasn't quite the same. And he's only in that one scene, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was really, um, he was really underutilized. They got Alan Troutman back. So the same guy who was in the Tarman uniform, or sorry, outfit and sort of did some of the puppeteering, uh, was in the film again, but he basically was barely in it. He just gets pushed over the waterfall and that's it. It's like, why? Why do it? Why wouldn't he be like the main guy? Yeah. He's like your toxic Avenger. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't he be used? Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, it would have been way cooler. I mean, he looks a lot different, in my opinion. And like, it almost that the way you jump from like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. <laughs> like, he, he looks a lot shit. That's a big drop. <laughs> a little bit more shit. His eyes are bulging. He, his, he looks fatter and weirder. Like... Like he just doesn't look, year, he doesn't look as like weird. Like, and also he didn't like, you know, have that sort of way of walking. I don't know what it was about it. Tarman this time around. Same mm. guy in the suit. It's just not the same. Just fucking cheap. Man. Yeah. They're just cheap down. The sh- uh, Tarman contractually <laughs> didn't want to come back. Um, <laughs> they refused to pay Tarman yeah. what he was worth. <laughs> yeah. Studio too cheap to pay Tarman. Fine. Tarman going to go solo. Yeah. See, Tarman Endgame. They were actually asking Alan Troutman, who played Tarman, uh, like, you know, he was in the original, he comes back for this, but they were asking him if he would come in, like, non-union, like, <laughs> so they could pay him less Ooh. and stuff, and he was like, no. And they were like, Fuck all no. right, Fuck okay. No. This movie reeks yeah. of non-union. Par- I think oh, they yeah, did have, for sure. they had a big issue, I think, where half the fucking crew, like, fucking went on strike or something at one point, because they were just, yeah, just issues and stuff, a lot of issues, so. But yeah. 
Um, D- Dan O'Bannon basically took a big dislike to Tom Fox at some point during the first film. So like he also didn't come on to direct the film. So with O'Bannon out, Ken Widernhorn was hired to write and direct. And it wouldn't be Widernhorn's first zombie film as he directed the aquatic Nazi zombie flick Shockwaves, which is called Almost Human here in the UK. <laughs> He also directed the gory slasher Eyes of a Stranger, which featured special effects from Tom Savini and nearly got him nice. the job of directing Brian De Palma's body double because Brian De Palma wrote a treatment fuck? for it and was considering getting uh, Ken Widenhorn to direct it. And then De Palma decided to just do it himself. He would then move on to do a film called Call Me Meathead. About an alien who befriends some some kids at a summer camp, and the finished product was sold off to T- TriStar, who casually retitled and sold the film as Meatballs Part Two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love eighty yeah, movies. They just do that shit nonstop. He said they had no idea what they were being. Uh, they had no idea they were being bamboozled. <laughs> That's what he said. About it. <laughs> Bamboozled sounds yeah. like a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Return of the Living Bamboozled. Mm. So what could go wrong here, guys? We have, uh, you know, like Call Me Meathead, Return of the Living Dead Part 2 script started out as a kid who has a run-in with a bunch of zombies. And Whitingham was offered to make the film on the condition that they call it Return of the Living Dead Part 2. So it started out. It's just a random zombie children's movie. And that's why we get the bullshit we've got. <laughs> it feels like it looked like 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 the Romero movie not unconnected in a good way. Yeah. Mm. These are unconnected in a bad yeah. way. The only thing they're connecting them <laughs> so is their name. Trioxin it feels like as something well. people Yeah. yeah. The trioxin gas. Exactly. It feels like something that it's just like a title you can buy like you know, like you can buy National Lampoon mm-hmm. and you could put that in front of yeah. your movie. And and people, you know, it comes with yeah. the you know heritage credit, I guess, yeah. goodwill of Street the cred. Living Dead, the Dead movie. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's really frustrating to watch. Although thinking about it now, you know, it makes sense for it to be a kid movie. It's like not only it mirrored our time with the zombie movie. Yeah, like we've watched so many with no desensitized to it that we're used to them and we're not scared of them anymore. Might as well be a kid movie. And in the 80s, same thing. People had been, had now have had no. 20 years of zombie movies and they're not scary anymore. So it's like even a kid could face up to them. Yeah. 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 Weirdly enough. I mean, this was yeah. like something that felt like it was going on all the time anyway, because it was sort of like, okay, well, we have the Goonies. Mm-hmm. So let's make a film like the Goonies and call it the Monster zombie Squad. Goonies. And then yeah. let's let's make video yeah, games. They did it. They did the Monster Squad. Yeah. Let's make video games about like, like, you know, kids who have to fight off zombie neighbors or whatever. You know, it's just like, it's a, it was just a thing. And this is what this reeks of. It's just that. Yeah. Another let's one make of a movie things. about Michael Jackson and some kids. Yeah. Capitalism, yeah. baby. Ooh, it's some, oh, God. Oh. Moonwalker. Moonwalker. Uh, bunch of kids fighting Joe Pesci. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bunch of kids. There's yeah. a connection here. Thriller. Yeah. yeah. The dots are being connected. So it seemed that like Tom Fox basically wanted, you know, basically Kim Widernhorn to take his zombie film, call it Return of the Liv- Living Dead Part 2, and just add in a bunch of crap that riffed off and ripped off the first film. Um, which included Widernhorn adding parts in for Tom Matthews and James Karen. 
uh, from Return of the Living Dead to create a connection that would otherwise not be there. And <laughs> which I think it, it just but makes it connected. It, it makes it so much more confusing. confusing. Yeah. Weidenhorn uh, was said to have not seemed to care about anything as well. Like he himself has said in interviews that he he knew he wasn't going to make it as an A-list director. So he reserved himself to just being this horror director. And it was a genre that he didn't seem to care about. But he was hoping that the comedic element of this film right. would help him sidestep a bit. But like that was the problem. So like that's not even that funny. Everyone, yeah, everyone in the whole cast basically, uh, and even the people who are doing like makeup and um, you know producers and all that shit, like were just like, dude, this was not fun at all. No one liked being on this set because he was miserable. He didn't like. He didn't believe in the film. He didn't care. He wasn't having a good time. He doesn't like horror films. Mm. No one gave a shit. So he was just like, fuck this movie. Fuck zombies. Fuck horror films. (laughs) He just wasn't having a good time at all. Fuck me. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a shame. Nobody cared. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, he, he went out and they start casting the film and they try to get a bunch of the people back from the first film, or at least that's what a lot of the people from the first film thought. Like they thought they were going to be brought back in, but it just really didn't happen. So it just like, you know, um, the guy, who, Oh God, I can't remember his name right now, but the, the guy who played the mortician in the first film, like he thought he was going to get hired back the Nazi. and yeah. he ended up like having to, Audition for his role, and he was like, "What?" Like, so the only people that were really guaranteed part in the first one was James Karen, James Karen, and Tom Matthews, just because they really liked them together. So yeah, it was just kind of why we just get crapper versions of themselves. <laughs> so it's like, here we go. I mean, but there were like those funny jokes. I mean, I, I I do think it was kind of funny, like Ed kind of bringing up the whole thing about like, like you know. Oh, you won't find me in one of these graves. I'm going to be cremated, which is just kind of like a funny <laughs> joke from the first one. He funny. got cremated. Yeah. And um, then, yeah. Yeah. You got that. Yeah. And then you also like have like Joey, like kind of, you know, being like, you know, I feel like we've been here before. You, me, them. <laughs> like, just and you were there. <laughs> and you were yeah. there. <laughs> but Tom Matthews Fucking said that he disliked the sequel so much. Um, that the best part of making the whole film was just basically the craft services, which he was at the time making fun of while he was saying that as well. So basically it was just all around shit time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, usually no matter what the movie, the craft never did not the best bit can free food is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying that I'm just putting out there. (laughs) I feel like everybody should know that. Are we getting craft services? No, I'm going to, Say that for I was gonna ask Phil about his movie. Oh yeah, we're getting craft services on his movie. Yeah, what are we getting on your film, Phil? Yeah, cheese toasties, um, sandwiches, TVD, yeah, sandwiches, some corn. popcorn, just coffee, yeah, it's just corn coffee. sausage, lots just of coffee, yeah, sausage yeah. rolls, coffee. <laughs> yeah, it could be like an all night all the time. Yeah, yeah, filter coffee, red cocktails, and bananas and cookies. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what you're saying is I'm I'm in charge of craft services basically just what i brought yeah yeah all thank, you. thank you for agreeing yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we've kind of talked about a lot of these people with like suzanne snyder who plays uh uh brenda i mean god damn she's 
I mean, she's just hanging out in the van all day as well. Like, what is she doing? She's just like in the van, like while yeah. they're she's hanging around smoking in Robin. the van. It's like, what? Why are you there? But like, even, why do you care? Yeah, it's just even Grave Robin in like in the interesting setup, and that's different from the original. Yeah. But like everyone, else, it's like like we're where again Romero like grew and got better. With in terms of representation and um, in character, especially with the female characters, they became stronger. These just get worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody, not not just women, men. Everybody, yeah. like, everyone was just way worse. A lack of character. Everyone yeah. but children. Yeah, 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 yeah. The children. Yeah, Jesse the only real one with an arc. You know, yeah. he learned not to be scared, and he learned to be part of a team and. <laughs> He already knows that. I'm he just really knows trying. that, like, I think he learns empathy for his sister, if anything, because from the beginning, he's been just like, you're dumber than me, um, which yeah. is true. But his sister isn't dumb. She had that great bit where she's like, don't fucking think I'm touching me. And she fucking, <laughs> she like cocked the gun and she's like, they're not touching me. Yeah. I oh, love what that. was that about? She, and she's the one to go get the gun. She's she's like state cool champion. Yeah, that came out of like, she was nowhere. Like, in shooting, yeah. and they never even used it. Like I don't this remember America, her shooting Phil. anyone. They didn't. Um, she didn't make like a. She should have made like a crack shot yeah. through the yeah. hole of the truck that like allowed the kid to fucking hit the switch. Yeah. You know what I mean, like there's a version of that yeah. ending where they all have should have been yeah. firearms in the house. Something. It was. So it could have been loose. a fantastic, a fantastic yeah. ending. You know, where and they all them. have a part to play, and I mean that in the worst possible way. So we have like Thor Van Lingen who plays Billy. So um, is he, I don't know. Is he the worst zombie kid ever? Which one's Billy? Or the best? What? What's the best? <laughs> Who's the best zombie kid? Um, Carl from The Walking Dead. We from don't even see, he doesn't even dead? become a zombie. Um, oh, the little okay. girl. oh, yeah, the kid that kills that, the, the that little girl that kills him. Behind you. Yeah. yeah, that's Carl. He doesn't turn into a Is that kid behind you? Does yeah. he become a zombie? No, but he dies. Um, we don't even get to see him <laughs> oh, die. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. But anyway, sorry. No, the kid, the kid from Night of the Living Dead, um, that kills yeah, that's the, uh, that's her scary. parents. Yeah, yeah, that's gotta be She's, top. That's not a kid. Yeah, that's fucking badass. I mean, to and be the honest, baby from Dawn of the Dead remake. The Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> oh, the yeah. little girl in Dawn of the Dead's pretty sweet as well. The opening to yeah. Dawn of the Dead oh. is really fun. Yeah, actually, not not that. No, I'm gonna say the girl from what, what we do in the shadow, but they're not zombies. <laughs> they're zombies. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that like prey on like creeps around town. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're awesome. Those are the best ones. Yeah, yeah. They're the yeah. best zombie kids, vampires. <laughs> Vampire kids. No, because the kid is the worst. You just don't have to do anything, and you can climb a fence. What are the rules? What are the rules? <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's just the same kid. He's essentially just the, your regular, regular '80s school bully, yeah. but he's undead minus the hair gel. Arguably, I liked him better after he yeah. got you know zombified. He's compared to he's like enough. one of the only yeah. zombies that seems like that sort of plays by the rules of the first film, where he like jumps the fence but then opens up the fence so the other zombies can come in because like ah. Uh, you know, strategy. it's like, you know, I've you're mind. working together, but at the same time, it's like, why? <laughs> like, I don't know. Just his whole thing I've seems mind. so singular, you know, like, oh, I yeah. just, he, I'm going to kill him because he told. It's like, okay. Yeah. I, <sighs> Vendetta is like, after you're dead is kind of strange. Yeah. I had a really weird question. You tell me if this is stupid. 
when that kid gets electrocuted at the end, you know, and he's shaking, <laughs> it looks horrible. And then he hits the ground and half of his face and body are burned. Yeah. But would Very a zombie be then. burned like that? Yeah, he looks like Two-Face, but would a zombie be burnt? Because doesn't burn imply that, like, living tissue? I don't know. For some reason, that really tripped me up. But how long has he been dead? Yeah, I guess only a if few If we want to get into, the to like, the exact, you know, like, when rigor mortis set in, et cetera, et cetera, which yeah. also I feel like is so... But he passed the rigor mortis, right? Exactly. That's and technically how the virus works. Yeah. But then also, you look at what the guys from the previous film... Um, you know, the grave robbers, when they, they turn. when they turned mm. that, that took ages. And I guess they're sort of, oh, take so long. yeah, conveniently it took so long. Um, and, and their, their tissue also <laughs> presumably worked differently, um, compared yeah. to that kid. But I don't know, maybe it's because he's a kid and the burn shot looked cool. Yeah. Maybe the yeah. kid asked for the burn yeah, shot. It did look, look cool. cool. Oh, I think we're asking. I do love that bit here. when Tom finally, turned. we are asking the wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when Tom finally turns and like, you know, cornered his girlfriend and they're in a chapel again. I love that. That really made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Because they like, never have comment on it. Yeah. They're just yeah. like, how did we get to it? Like in the first one, it made sense yeah. they were in the chapel. And now there's like just a back in the chapel. They, yeah. fucking, they just walk into a chapel. <laughs> yeah. He also <laughs> like amazing. got better at like more gaslighting jokes like that. Yeah. yeah. More meta jokes. Like much that. better. He got much better. He at was better. Ten- he might have he he might have hated this movie, but I thought he was better in this movie. Yeah, yeah, no, same. And the other guy was worse. It was way worse. Yeah. The yeah. other guy was just like, oh, he was so whoa. strong in the last just film, yelling, but crooning just over everything. Really bad in this. Um, so they they edited yeah. in Phil Bruns as Doc Mandel. Like I said, it was like Don Caltha. I think was trying to go out for that role who played Ernie in the last film. But yeah, he <laughs> had to audition, and yeah, Philip Bruns got the part, Weird. which. He's, I guess, like the old school actor that was supposed to kind of help save things. But like, I don't know. I found him kind of annoying. <laughs> it was kind it was of funny really when they first introduced him because he did that whole weird thing where he was like, you know, he's a doctor and he's, you know, made a comment about how he acts like, oh, like, you know, like it seemed like he killed this man, like basically via malpractice or whatever. And like was commenting <laughs> on the fact that he was there and he was like waving to him and stuff. That guy was Forrest J. Ackerman, who was like the creator of Famous Monsters of Filmland. So it was just this weird like cameo. Oh, yeah. really? oh wow. And uh, this, oh, funny. this goes into like a little bit of like Ken Widerhorn's like cluelessness of this film and stuff. Like he didn't really know who Forrest J. Ackerman was. So Forrest J. Ackerman is known for having his big crazy glasses. That's sort of like his trademark. Mm. He wanted him to take them off. And like everybody was like, no, he's just no. some guy. <laughs> like, yeah, like no, that's, his look. that's the whole point of that's him being thing. here. It's just a fun cameo. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like t- telling Kevin Smith to take off the cap. Yeah. You know? that's, that's, like, <laughs> yeah. that's how we know it. Or yeah. the hockey jerseys or yeah. the blazers or yeah. the shorts. Well, the ju- yeah. It's like telling Kevin yeah, Smith I mean, to put on regular clothes. Outfit. Could you imagine Kevin yeah. Smith or in, the joints. in just like the a joints, suit yeah. and tie? Oh, my God. Which he's done, but in a very Kevin Smith way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like asking he's Kevin Smith to, to, I don't know, wear... Not be high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. Oh, we had the zombies and makeup in this film. Um, special makeup and design and effects were done by Kenny Myers, who'd worked on the previous film. I mean, you know, so you had... A, sort of a core group of people in that last film that kind of made it work. And this one, he was like one of the last sort of hanger-ons and 
I mean, he did an okay job with certain special effects, and then other times it was kind of strange. So he he came up with an idea to like basically have a core group of actors who are going to play the zombies in close-ups and for all the gags that you see in the film. So it's all the same guys uh, mm. playing those parts. Uh, and then, mm. of course, you have a shit ton of background extras. But um, he really focused on these like four or five guys. And you said it looked like they just had kind of shit costumes on. So that's basically what it was. He just had like all these really crazy detailed masks that were sort of like, I mean, you almost see that in The Walking Dead nowadays. Like, you know, when yeah. you can tell they're getting really they're, lazy. They're wearing masks Everyone has yeah. these masks and shit. But, um, With the same stringy hair, yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of like what's going on <laughs> here. He just had a bunch of like these crazy detailed masks that he could throw on and it will create, you know, new characters for each of these guys. One of the guys was Brian Peck, who played Scuzz in the first film, so the Mohawk zombie, and he also ah. played the zombie that crawls up through the ground and also voiced the uh, half-woman in cool. the first film. So in this film, he plays quite a few of the different zombies, but notably the Michael Jackson thriller zombie. <laughs> of course it was the Michael Jackson I Honestly, I couldn't, I'm still not over that moment. I couldn't believe it because, the, honestly, the whole movie I was thinking... This just this looks like yeah. I can't believe it. Like I'm watching a long music video, and then he fucking they literally yeah. they literally just throw him into shot. That is literally and what he happened. Just as jumps well. into shot, that little dance, <laughs> yeah. and falls. And I was like, oh my god, it's like this movie's reading my mind. Yeah, it was an improvised <laughs> moment in the film. So Brian Peck had saw someone on set with a like one of those Michael Jackson jackets, and he kind of got like this sort of like twinkle in his eye, and just went over and grabbed it. And then he went to makeup, and they decided to basically, without any approval, make him up as Michael Jackson. And he comes on set, and Ken Weidenhorn was like, "No lawsuit, <laughs> no, no." <laughs> and then for some reason he was like, all right, whatever, whatever, you know? And <laughs> it, apparently it was literally like the last thing they shot that day when they were shooting, he was waiting all day long. Cause he finally said that he could do it. But then it was just like, all right, jump, just go in there, cut. Like, and that's why it literally looks like they just threw him on set. Cause he did. It was just like this random, like, yep, here you go. And he was just like, and it falls over. They just, Barely, uh, like they do, don't even show him run on set. It's just like he's just, <laughs> he's just there. It's just like what? It's so absurd. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so ridiculous. So you remember when they are in the ambulance and uh, Tom sets off the siren and like the zombies are all kind of like running around and they notice them and they all kind of get mad at Tom mm. for like, oh, you're like drawing attention to us. And then it's like one zombie just goes, brains! Like with the <laughs> dumbest fucking voice. Brilliant. Brains! That zombie, and he also played numerous other people in the film as well, is Doug Benson. The... Super high me can no, it's not. <laughs> it's, I swear to God. No, it's like getting dug with high. No, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking of getting dug with high fame. Yeah, super high me. Yeah, yeah Doug, Doug Benson. Benson. That's was he crazy. doing shit in the yeah, 80s? Yeah, he was. He was How old like, is he? Incredible. Yeah. He's, uh, he's in his forties, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, that would check out. Oh my God! Let let that dude. Let that dude make, make a zombie a movie. Dead movie now. Yeah. yeah. He would make a fucking killer, like stoner. Living movie. of the I've stoner dead. Stoner it would be like mixed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stoner dead. Stoning of the living. 
stoning of the dead. <laughs> stoning I mean? of the stoning dead. Return of the smoking dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that smoke. Come on, you can see the joke that the, the, the shot of the smoke, yeah. Yeah. you know, creeping into the cemetery and the camera panned over and it's just a guy like getting blamed yeah. in advance. It's Seth Rogen. <laughs> it's Seth Rogen yeah. getting yeah. bit by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, no, it's a shot for shot remake of Return of the Living Dead Part 2. <laughs> but it's Pineapple it Express. The same way, but the guy... But it's pineapple express. The guy in the van at the beginning getting high, it's Seth Rogen. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't realize that the fucking the thing comes out, and all the kids are played by you know, very assorted rat pack, yeah. yeah, assorted yeah. Judd Apatow yeah. associates. McBride and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was kind of blown away when I found out that was uh, Doug Benson. Though. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's incredible. A quick that's note awesome. on the um, special effect. Sorry, before before you move on. Mm-hmm. Most of the, I hated that most of the themes would just felt like everybody yelling and throwing a prop hand around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one in the you know car, I mean? the scene in the like, car. Oh, oh, I hate that oh, hot oh, potato oh. hand. It's not even moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really it was moving. It. it was like choking it him, and then eventually the it stopped. Yeah, but only, it just stopped. Yeah. yeah, but then they do it with the head, and it's like this is when the no killing thing, like you can't kill them, thing, yeah, it's yeah. just annoying because it's just them stood around a head that isn't a threat yeah to just them. walk away just talking Yelling. yeah throw it out the window who cares and he just stabs it in the head yeah, yeah. just put it back at, why did he take it out the back yeah I don't know did, you know, did it, it like so bite sense. his finger or something like did he yeah. just put his, the, the, like, his fingers in, in the zombie's mouth but, but that looked so ridiculous weird. as well because he's like ah ah and he's like but why the fuck he's like you had just feeding it yeah. he's feeding it to the zombies I <laughs> yeah. was like and it's also this film like is kind of strange too because it like you're in that weird period where these first two films don't really follow that zombie logic of Romero films, like where you could get bitten and turn into a zombie. So it's like, you're, you're still kind of in that. No, or if you die during. Yeah, it's, it doesn't, yeah. none of it really kind of makes sense except for you have like in the first film trash, she gets killed by all the zombies, but she comes back. And I don't know if it's cause she got rained on. So I don't, you know, so it doesn't really make sense, like how the zombification of regular people happens in this film. So it's, but then people do come back from getting bitten. So I don't know, like, why did he get bitten on the hand? But that didn't have any effect on him. I don't really, unless I guess maybe he was already dying, wasn't he? But I don't know. He was it's, like exposed to the gas. Yeah. First. That it's, was the my whole thing understanding. Is just kind of the thing strange. about the gas is stupid. I don't yeah. like that there is an origin of like, like oh yeah now we know how the zombies started no the like chemical. I don't like that I I yeah. the, the whole like uh. the, the the cardinal rule of keeping it ambiguous is what makes these sort of this genre specifically so interesting because it's literally the fear of the unknown well this is like what yeah. fear of sarin gas fear of gas that fear of farts I don't know yeah. like but yeah and you didn't even use that it wasn't like a could the army is behind it but it's never like a exactly I mean again. Yeah. There's no conspiracy. They actually do use the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's no conspiracy here. There's just an army with, but like, what is this gas used for in the first place? Yeah. I mean, they sort of brought it up in the first film. The chemical warfare? What is it? Well, they brought it up in the first film that it. Yeah, but but not really. You know, and then they, they, they like build on that for the third film, but this one, it's just like, yeah. It just doesn't matter. None of this matters. That's like part of the reason why I didn't like this film because there's just nothing matters. I, I get where you were saying earlier, area about like sometimes mm-hmm. it's fine to just have like a film that just there's nothing. It's just silliness, but like 
I just wasn't, I didn't find any of it funny or enjoyable. So it was just a struggle. If you're not going to have anything like to say or any like reason or any like care, it just seemed like no one gave a shit. And that's sort of the problem. I mean, Ken Widenhorn didn't give a shit. So it's like, and then it just, it, it's a trickle down effect. Cause like, obviously Tom Fox doesn't give a shit cause he's the producer. He just fucking made money. He just wants to make money. So it's a cash in. It's essentially what this is. But then mm. you just have someone who's like, you know, hired to write and direct this shit who just really doesn't care. And when he's on set, he's doesn't care. So then everybody, everybody who's like under him, he's supposed to be the leader. You know, he's the captain of the ship and he doesn't give a fuck. So no one gives a fuck. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's that uh, thing again of like, I guess art imitating life with this, like, you know, the zombie genre specifically, because now it's like, a parody of all the the scathing indictments on capitalism the original trilogy made yeah. of like this is unsustainable mm-hmm. you know um sooner or later it's all gonna it's, it's gonna wipe us all out there's gonna be no way out and it's become a thing of like yeah we're just gonna do this because it's gonna make us money and the sort of apathy yeah, the irony of it yeah, yeah the irony of it and the apathy <laughs> in this film is so jarring once you watch after like I watched the third one straight after this and it was quite jarring to sort of experience that like oh this is just a nothing movie but <laughs> I personally had a lot of fun because I enjoy really stupid stuff yeah and I'm, you know um but yeah it was that that part's a bit of a letdown just in mm. terms of I guess mm. the again like, I do we're, miss caring yeah, yeah I do miss yeah. caring and I don't like that we're doing all the, the legwork for the caring. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like we're again, like we're giving it, we're we're giving it, we're we're intellectualizing it in our own sort of way. Yeah. Which is again, there's some yeah irony to that. Which is fine. Yeah. yeah, which is fine. But um, yeah, it's just sad that it's gotten to a point. Like you were saying earlier, like we the the plateau of of our journey through this saga <laughs> has really really hit. Like yeah, we plateaued long ago. We plateaued long ago. <laughs> Well, in closing up, I mean, as always, we have to go through the music a little bit. J. Peter Robinson did the <laughs> original score. Uh, you have the song The Dead Return by J. Peter Robinson that sort of riffs on the original theme from the first film, which I do like the original theme, and I think the version that they kind of came up with this film is kind of cool as well. But it's kind of confusing with this movie and music because due to copyright issues, initial releases of the DVD of this film had a completely different soundtrack but it was restored on later releases. So it's kind of like a weird Mm. thing going on here. Um, The music in the film as well, it's like I missed the punk rock aspect of the first film, but it also wouldn't make sense with like there's no punk kids in this film. But it also doesn't make sense to have the kind of music they do have in it, which is a lot of stuff like I'm the man and in ADI slash horror of it all by Anthrax. So there's a lot of Anthrax on the soundtrack. Um, We get, yeah, it's just, it's like heavy for no reason. We get Space Hopper by Julian Cope. Uh, We get big band uh, B-Boy by Manotronics. We get a weird cover of Monster Mash by The Big O. Yeah, um, I was just about to say, didn't the, it end with Monster yeah, Mash? It, <laughs> it ended, which actually at the end I was just like, oh, 
like that was kind of that would I thought that was kind of nice. I was like, how have none yeah. of these ended with monster match? Yeah, like, yeah. I love just I love that stuff. It's I a thought, weird cover, but I, yeah. I love that ended with that. Yeah, I thought like, are they allowed to use monster match again? It's like, it goes back to the whole the Michael Jackson thing is last minute, and yeah. there's you know a billion yeah. hoops we'd have to okay. jump through now. But the, yeah, I was yeah. like. <laughs> they know they knew Again, they probably the knew wild, people were going to see it. the wild uh, west yeah yeah well yeah exactly we could do whatever you want they were yeah. also using bad case of loving you by robert palmer which was kind of an interesting choice oh, as yeah. well that was good yeah that was that, that, that actually really good yeah. Yeah. that really was like an american that. wolf yeah that felt like an american wolf in london sort of like a uh, needle drop yeah 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 and then we get uh, Alone in the Night by Leatherwolf, which is a little bit more into that sort of like, yeah, weird metal, sort of like hair metal, sort of almost 80s, you know, power metal sort of vibe. And then I, I think it's actually kind of one of the cooler songs on the soundtrack. Um, but I feel like this film kind of barely used the music to a point like it just didn't feel like the last film, which kind of sucked, uh, which was Flesh to Flesh by Joe Lamont. <laughs> kind of a sick song. With a really cool riff, but it's again just another weird like kind of butt rock song. It's like <laughs> doesn't make sense in the film. Uh, Return of the Living Dead Part Two was Return released in January 1988. After the success of the first Return of the Living Living Dead film in Japan, Lorimar really pushed hard in the Asian markets, particularly in Japan with this film. Apparently, they even had like. Like, can we make the zombies Asian? Come on. <laughs> Where were the Asian zombies? The I next ask. film. There were um, were there exactly. any black people in this film? Also, no, no, like no. <laughs> straying from like tradition. Yeah. Oh my god. Home. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's the whitest film ever. Oh, there yeah, was the one soldier. Really? Oh yeah, the one there is soldier. one soldier. Yeah. And he's the smartest just person the in the film. Soldier. He's just like, yeah, dude, I exactly. joined this to like see the world, and I'm just seeing nothing but dead. To see the world. Fucking shit. But yeah, um, there are no yeah, Asian so, people in this. How are you going to break into the market? Like, well, apparently yeah. Japan like really, <laughs> re- like really, really liked that first film. So they were like really, and Japan has a kind of a weird thing with punk rock as well. It's like very popular yeah. there and stuff. So yeah, they I think they kind of wanted to another big film, and apparently they were like funding this film as well. So there was a little bit of trickling of this, money from from Japan to make this shit and they were apparently <laughs> fascinated by the Michael Jackson zombie like they loved it of course they, they loved were. it can we give that guy his own movie <laughs> yeah it's it's tarman first blood part 1 thriller zombie <laughs> <laughs> Tarman versus, versus Thriller Zombie. Yeah, versus Thriller Zombie. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Godzilla, this is yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tarman. <laughs> so the film was a minor box office success. It uh, made over $9 million at the box office in the US against a $6.2 million budget, but because it was you know, a higher budget. It wasn't seen as a big of a hit. Oh my God. Just yeah. Dumb. So critics kind of hated it. Like I said, at the top of the episode, 0% rating Rotten Tomatoes, meaning that it had no fresh reviews from top critics, but Stale. much like its predecessor, it has since gained a cult following. And yeah, I mean, like I said, I think if you saw it when you're young, you probably love it. There's like, you know, when I was doing research on this, there was a heavy community of people who fucking love this movie and for me i don't get it but it's time i'm okay if you love this it. is how i dude this is how fine. i 
this is how I felt about Hocus Pocus and people giving me shit about it. <laughs> yeah. That's all, all I said about Hocus Pocus was like, if you liked it, sorry, Ari. No, it's okay. I was like, if you liked it as a kid, I get it. Yeah. But me coming into it now, I did not like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird one. nothing for me here. I, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird one to jump into. But if you don't, I, but I have loads of movies that like I loved as a kid, yeah. that I love now, that I know are trash. I know yeah. I'm coming from a place of liking Hocus Pocus from being a child and stuff, but I still feel like it has a lot more merit than this. Because, like, at least you have oh, a lot yeah, of good sure. acting no, performances for me. Like, yeah. in Hocus Pocus, where no, it's just not, there's none in this. <laughs> no one stands out. This is like, I feel like, I literally, I feel like I enjoyed them. <laughs> this, to me, feels like an Alvin and the Chipmunks sequel in that nobody asked for it, but yeah. perfect, nobody Perfect cared. analogy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the squeakle. It's the squeakle. It feels like a squeakle. Uh, <laughs> or the road chip. The I didn't even see that. Uh, but again, it's one of those things where, like, the first movie yeah. to me, if I watch it, I will still laugh. Yeah. Like, you know, the high pitched Christmas, yeah. Christmas. It's fun. But yeah, no, I, yeah. I get, I get where John is coming from. The ground. But I also like, yeah. But I also really enjoy, you know, zombie Goonies, zombie Stand by Me. I watched it. <laughs> chapter two right before i watched this so you were just um, on the fucking wavelength i was just on the fucking wavelength i was just like yeah uh, pennywise the the dancing clown zombie yeah um, all right well we know that return of the living dead part two is also considered a cult classic although not nearly as highly regarded as his predecessor it couldn't possibly have another sequel wait it does it's 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 better though, right? It's it's better, right? Right? Right guys? It's is it is it better? Well, uh, fuck. Next spoilers. We'll find out next week with Return of the Living Dead 3 3D. As always, you can follow us at Breadcrumbs Pod on Twitter and Instagram and learn more about the Breadcrumbs Collective at breadcrumbscollective.com. Dot com. Feel free to reach out. <laughs> dot com yeah like from 30 rock yeah um feel free to reach out and let us know what you think about this show uh if you like what you hear please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review on apple Podcasts. it really helps us out and we would love to grow the show yeah um and you know let us know if you like return of the living dead 2 or 3 or if there are any more Silly, silly sequel. Or four, to piss or off. five, yeah, or five, like or six, five. or seven, <laughs> or Return of the Living the Dead, uh, Origins Wolverine. You know, um, <laughs> let us know. Let us Dawn know. Let us. Don't <laughs> you know? There's another one called like Children of the Living Dead. That's like sort of a weird village of the as well. <laughs> like Some other weird offshoot of this one. No. Like, there's no. too many. There's too many. We can skip that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, let us know and stay tuned for Return of the Living Dead 3, which comes out next week. Next week. So yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Oh my god. I don't know if I'm ready for it, but three, Phil's doing gang signs. <laughs> there are a lot of gangs going on next week. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Yes, there are. There's weird yeah. shit going on. What it's, you saying, that thing? Yeah. <laughs> the like most Finally, representation. <laughs> there's literally and, like a Felipe. There's literally yeah. there's my name fake yeah. in the next movie. Yeah. There's definitely two Filipino people in that Latino gang. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I'm fairly certain. But one's meant it. to be a Latino. The other, I'm not exactly. too sure about. Girl, I'm not too sure if she's meant. She to. is definitely. She is. She's a. She's a play. I was. I was gonna say for next week, but she was a Playboy centerfold, like one of yeah, those Filipino. Ones. I did 
find um, that when I was looking up really? information, yeah. information about that film. <laughs> yeah, she... yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew that off the dome. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you knew, yeah. you knew that Thanks, beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I have an extensive you know history Catalog of stations and yeah. media. Yeah, yeah, of Playboy centerfold, <laughs> Playboy yeah. centerfolds yeah. that are Asian. <laughs> Playboy centerfold <laughs> and dumpy movie. It's like a Venn diagram. That is yeah. next week. Yeah, in, in the like middle, it's in the middle. Yeah. It's essentially next. That's literally the movie next week. Zombie showgirls. Yeah, showgirls of the dead. No, wait, what would it be called? Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Showgirls of the living dead. Kyle MacLachlan of the dead. Of the living showgirls. Yeah. Next week. Oh my god, get him on the Carl McLaughlin, Italian Living Dead 3. Mark Wahlberg. Right, okay, bye guys. All right. Mark Wahlberg. Bye. Say hi to your zombie for me. Say hi to your zombie for me, okay? This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery Main, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.